wonder if you'd go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. We'll read a few verses here and then go forward. Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22, and I'm going to read just a few portions of scriptures here. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, or the middle of the sea, and it was being tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea, and when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down on the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind and the boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, Wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. This is a familiar scripture to some of us, the story of Jesus walking on the water. It's, it's known by probably most everybody because we use it as a, a test that, you know, if... if see if you can walk on water. I remember when we were kids, we'd go to the swimming pool, me and my sister and my brother, we'd always try to practice walking on water. And I guess our faith was very little because we never succeeded at it. But it's something that we've probably all attempted or seen someone attempt do. Maybe you've seen magicians or illusionists try to perform the act. And it's something that, that is quite known. But this story has just kind of resonated with me the past few days is thinking on what I'd be speaking with you all about. And I came across this scripture and, and it just kind of jumped out at me. And beginning in verse 22, he says, straightway Jesus told the disciples to get on a ship and go to the other side. And he said, I'm going to come and I'm going to find you later. And he says that he went up into a mountain to pray alone. And he says, the ship was in the midst of the sea. I was reading that this morning. He says, he was in the midst of the sea. The midst of the sea. How many has ever been in a severe storm before? You've been in a storm where you didn't see the end. You thought you were going to die or your house was going to fall apart. Maybe you've been in a hell storm and you thought everything around you was just going to bust loose. We're used to the winds, but the winds can get so powerful and so hard and so boisterous and, and, and they just pound against everything and you feel it and you just feel that rumble and that shake and you're just like, I'm going to die. And this is how the disciples find themselves in this passage. They're in the midst of the sea, the middle. 
They're out in the middle of the sea. And that's a scary place to be if you're, you're on a boat or a ship because you don't see either side of land. You're in the middle of the sea. You're in the middle of the storm. There's, there's no way out because you just left the land. It's not like you can turn around because you've already went, that, you've already went this far and you're not far enough to reach the land to find safety there either. So you're just kind of stuck right in the middle of the storm. We've all been there, right, in a rainstorm driving down the road, and you're trying to get home, and you just can't make it fast enough, and your windshield wipers can't flap fast enough, and it's like you can't see, and you're driving like 20 miles an hour, and, and it just feels like everything is going to end. How many, not physically, but maybe mentally, has ever been in a storm like that before? Where everything around you, the walls seem to be caving in, the, the screen door of your mind seemed to be beating against the, the door jam and it just felt like it was going to fall off. Or maybe the winds and the rains of depression or anxiety just seemed like they were going to overtake you and you were in the midst of your storm. How many's currently there? How many's in a place right now that it just doesn't seem like there's any light at any tunnel? You don't even see a tunnel, so you don't even know what they're talking about when they say light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe darkness has kind of surrounded you. And this is where the disciples find themselves. They're, they're in this place of worry, fear, anguish. The waves are crashing. Can you, can you see the waves with me? They're, they're coming above the deck. They're crashing down upon the lower deck. They're flooding the compartments down below. And everything that's on the boat is currently wet. And the winds are chilling them to the bone. They're in a storm. And there's no way out of it. They're in the midst of the storm. And I read here, and, and, and I thought the illustration and the wording was so awesome because Jesus didn't tell them to go to the midst of the sea. He told them to go to the other side. But it's in the middle of the sea that the storm takes place. And I was reading this today, and I say, isn't that funny? How so often in our walk with God, it's in the middle that we're tested the most. We don't want to be in the middle. We don't want to be in the storm. We don't want to be in the frustration of the winds, the rains, the, the depression, the anxiety, the uncertainty. We don't want to be there, but it's in the middle that it seems we're tested the most. Why is it the middle? Why couldn't it be at the beginning when our faith is huge and we're like children faith and we're like Superman. I can fly to the moon. I can conquer the world. I can do anything I want to do. Bring it on. Come at me then. Come at me when I just left the gym and I bench pressed like 45 pounds. And my blood's flowing and my biceps, you know, I, I feel that burn. I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. But it's not there that it seems the test happens. It's, it's not when you're at the peak of your moment or the peak of your life or the peak of your strength that the enemy or temptation or frustration or depression comes to try to attack you. It's when you're in the middle, in the midst, when, when the, the 
initial high of walking for Christ has kind of faded off. And, and now it's just a daily journey. Now it's just a daily walk that I've got to get up and I've got to discipline myself that I'm going to follow Jesus. That's when the enemy comes to attack your faith. He comes to see if you're strong, if this thing you call your life is real. See, he's looking for authentic people. He's looking for sold out people. And, and it's, it's, it's funny to say that the enemy is looking for sold out people because he, he's not going to attack the person that's completely sold out. He's going to come to attack the person that maybe your faith is a little wavering and weak. Because he can get you at the moment that the waves are crashing over and you're trying to run away from it. That's when you're going to trip and fall. And it's in the midst of your sea. It's in the midst of your storm, the midst of your life, the midst, the middle part. It's not the beginning. It's not the end. It's the middle. It's a faith test. And so often fear grips our heart. We're right there in the middle. How many's ever been there? You're right there in the middle. Maybe, maybe it wasn't just your relationship or your walk with God. Maybe it was a, a, a career change. Maybe you jumped out and you decided to change careers, and at the beginning you were just fit to be tied. You were ready to go. You were exuberant. You were excited. I can do this. But then all of a sudden in the middle part, fear starts creeping in. You're like, what, 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 what was I thinking? What, what? I must have had a bad meal before I went to bed. It must have been a bad moment. I must have got a big tax return, so I was like all pumped up and excited. It's in the middle when you start questioning everything that you believe. And here the disciples, they're in the middle of the sea, and the winds and the waves are being tossed against them. And listen to this in verse 26. It says that Jesus came walking out towards them. And they saw it and thought he was a ghost. This moment when I need a boost of courage. This moment when I need to see Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I don't care if it's a ghost, if it's a spirit, if it's an illusion, if it's a mirage. I don't care what it is. I just want to see something that looks like Jesus because I need Jesus right now. And I just want to, I want to see Jesus. But fear had so overcome their souls and so overcome their spirits that when Jesus came walking in, they didn't even recognize who was there. So often we get here. So often I get here. I'm walking along and I'm, I'm minding my own business and I'm trying to live for Christ, but fear has got me so tangled up in my current chaos that Jesus walks in and he wants to bring relief and deliverance, but I'm so wrapped up, like I said, in my current chaos that I don't recognize the chaos reliever. I don't recognize the creator of the storm, the wind, the waves, the peace speaker. I don't recognize because my mind is so overwhelmed by fear, so overwhelmed by anxiety, so overwhelmed by what could have been, what was, what should have been, what I, what I should have done, where I should have turned, what I should have been, what I should have gone. That I don't recognize that in the middle of my life is this tempting spot, this spirit, this place, this moment, and Christ has entered in, but I can't recognize that because I'm so tunnel vision on my problems. Has anybody ever been there before? 
so focused in on what's going wrong that you can't see the solution to what's going wrong? So focused in on what the problem is that you can't see the answer? So focused in on what the questions are that you can't see the solution? We all get there. We all come to this moment, whether, whether you're a devout follower of Christ or whether you're just beginning your journey or whether you're on this moment, this place, or going, I wonder if Christ is even real. We all get to moments in life where chaos overwhelms us that we can't see that the solution has walked up beside us. And we're always looking For something else, something more, something greater. I find myself in this current place in all honesty and transparency this morning. And God spoke to me when I was praying over this this morning that I'm constantly looking for what's next. Where, where, where do you want me to go, God? What, what do you want me to do? I need direction. I need, I need, I need a road map. Anybody ever want God to give you a road map? You're like, it'd be really nice if you just text the coordinates to my cell phone and I will plug it into my Apple or Google Maps and we will be all good. And we're always looking for a road map. And I, I, I find myself here. I'm like, God, what's next? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I, I'm just, I, I find myself sometimes in a place of frustration and, and, and just chaos is all around me. And I'm going, I want a way out of this. I, I, I want to go somewhere else. I want to do something else. And God just kind of slipped up beside me and reminded me that it's in the midst of the sea that our strength is made. You ever heard the term that grow where you're planted? Or let your seed come up where you put it? Don't, don't bury the seed and then undig it and go try to plant it somewhere else because you're never going to grow. But it's in the, the midst of that place, that seed, that frustration, that all of a sudden growth starts to take place. And we become, start becoming what God wants us to do. And so we're always looking for a way out. And Christ had told them, he said, go to the other side. That was their mission. That was their destination. Get to the other side. And a lot of us in here, we have missions. We have goals. We have purpose. We have plans. And we can see it in the distance. And we can see it out there. We, we know it's there. And we're on the journey to get there. But we're right now, we're in the midst. We're in the storm. We're surrounded by winds and waves. This is the faith test. This is God trying us, testing us. It says, Jesus went unto them. I love that. He said he went unto them. Verse 25, he says, in the, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. That, that encouraged me so much. Because in the middle of where I'm at, the Bible says that Jesus went unto me. He says he went unto them. He didn't wait for them to get to the other side to meet him over there. He didn't wait for them to backpedal and come back to him for him to be there. He went unto them. I want you to know that wherever you find yourself today, whatever mess life has created and whatever mud you're currently stuck in and whatever 
frustrations you find and you just, I wish I could get through this. I want you to know that Christ has come unto you. He's where you're at. He's at your current location. He's, he's right beside you. I want to bring hope to someone today that it doesn't matter what your life looks like, what it looked like, or what do you want it to look like. Christ is with you. Christ is with you. It says, he went unto them walking on the water. Verse 26, he says this, he says the disciples saw him, they thought he was a ghost, and they, they cried out with fear. This made me laugh when I thought of this, because I can just see these burly men, these, most of them were fishermen, most of them were grown men, they're in this boat, they're rocking, they're rolling, they're already in a bunch of chaos because of the winds, the rains, the storms, and all of a sudden they see a ghost walking on the, the water. Can you imagine what that sounded like? <laughs> That's what these men were doing. They were screaming like women. They were frightened and afraid. They thought all hope was gone. Everything was over. It, it's like if the winds didn't kill us, surely enough, there's a ghost on the water. It's over. It's, I mean, this is hopeless. This is like the, the worst case scenario possible. We're in the middle of a storm. We're in the midst of the sea. We can't see land, and now there's a ghost. It was a scary situation. And the tough men screamed. And, 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 and normally, when, when you hear a scream, that creates fear even more. Panic even more. Frightened. You ever been in a place, and you hear someone scream, all of a sudden your heart starts racing? What happened? What is it? What's going on? And immediately your senses kick in and, and you become frightened and afraid and that fear, that, that, that knot in your stomach kind of swells up and all of a sudden these men scream and so the, the storm wasn't enough but now there's fear present in the boat because they're screaming and so they're frightened and afraid. And the voices have caused them to believe that it's all over. And so often we have voices in our own life that scream the loudest in our lives that we currently can't hear the voice of Jesus. All we can hear is the voice of fear. And the screams are so loud that they're overwhelming that intense desire that's something out there to help me. The tough men screamed. They were fearful. And then Jesus, straight away, he said this. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And then Peter, the curious one, he said this. He said, Lord, if it's you, if it's truly you, I'm going to test you. Bid me come. And Jesus says this. He said, come. Here's the even greater place that we could find ourselves in is that we're on a solid ship in a storm. We understand that it might be a place of testing, but then all of a sudden Jesus says, won't you come out to where I am? Won't you come be where I am? Won't you come be in my midst? You're in the midst of your storm. I'm calling you out into the midst of my presence. You're in the midst of your frustrations. I'm calling you out into the midst of my love. You're in the midst of your chaos. 
I'm calling you into the midst of my comfort. See, this is the greatest thing that we can ever desire and aspire to be is in the presence of an almighty God. But you got to look at Peter. The tough men were screaming on the boat. But he separated himself from the voices of fear, the voices of doubt, the voices that were saying it was all over, it's dead, there's a ghost, we're dead, call my wife, call my kids, it's over, send a letter, send a dove, it's over. Peter separated himself and he says, you know what, I can't listen to the voices any longer because they're telling me it's all over, but what I see is Jesus What I see out in the midst, it, it's, it, it does look kind of obscure, and I can't make out completely what it is, but I hear the voice of my Savior, and he's bidding me come. And that's what Jesus is doing to each and every one of us today. He's saying, I see you in the midst of your storm, and I've come out to be with you. But in order for us to be safe, You've got to separate yourself. You've got to detach yourself from the screams, the cries, the fears, the panics, the oh no's. I, I got to be where Jesus is at. Lord, if it's you, truly, truly, Jesus, if it's you, bid me come. Bid me come. We're all in this place, this journey, this race together. And we find ourselves in the midst of our seas. We find ourselves in the midst of our lives. And Jesus is calling us out. He's calling us out. He's saying, come be with me. Come, come walk where I'm walking. Come stand where I'm standing. And here's, here's the thing that so often trips us up. As we take that initial jump to be with Jesus. We take that initial walk and we step out of the boat. But then all of a sudden, those storms come back around us. And they come to destroy us. They come to kill us. They come to just wreck our lives. But we got to keep Jesus close to where we're at. We've got to keep Jesus close to where we're at. And it's in the midst of the storm that he shows up. It's in the midst of the storm that he makes a way where there seems to be no way. And he says when he came into the ships, the wind ceased. The wind ceased. I just want to encourage us today. Wherever you find yourself at, I don't, I don't know where you're at. You don't know where I'm at. But we all have our individual walks with life. And we're all trying our best, right? We're all trying to make it. We showed up here today because we knew that there was something we needed that we couldn't do on our own. And the reason we sit here today, whether, whether you fully believe in Jesus or whether you question his existence, you're here because you know that there's something more. And life, life is not worth living without living with Christ in it. And we stand here today in the midst of our ships. Mine's my own. 
yours is your own. And maybe, maybe we've had smooth sailing for quite a while, and we haven't had a lot of storms, and it's just been good and wonderful. And, you know, we've been kicked back on the deck in our, our flip-flops, and we've just been enjoying the sun. But all of a sudden, we start to see a little rain cloud coming, and the storm is starting to billow around us, and it's like you turn to the left, where's the sun at, and there's more darkness, and you turn to the right, where's hope at, and there's more darkness, and it just seems like every wall and every door that is present in your life is either shutting or crumbling. I want you to know that Jesus is in the midst of your sea. Jesus is right beside you, walking right near you to give you hope. That yes, the storms are there, and yes, the trials are there, and yes, the discomfort's there, but I want you to know that when you latch on to Christ... And you say, you know what, no matter how big the storms get, no matter how big the waves get, no matter how big the frustration of my mind is, Jesus, I need you here. When you bid him come, he steps into your life. And he says, peace be still to the storms, the winds, the waves the struggles, the trials. He brings peace to your mind. And though life still goes on and though the storms still take place, we have a comfort knowing that Jesus is present in our lives.